0: Welcome to Truth's Table, Midwives of Culture for Grace and Truth. I'm Akemini. I'm Michelle. And I'm Christina. This table is built by black women and for black women. So, welcome to the table, sisters. How y'all doing?
1: What's up? Uh
2: oh, who that? <laughs> Michelle's
1: back. Michelle is back. Hey,
0: we missed you, girl. <laughs> I
1: missed y'all. Oh, man, it's so good to be back.
0: Oh, we, we missed our friend. We were I like, oh. Really? Uh, I know, I, I know our listeners missed you, too. We're like, oh. okay, guys, we know you love Michelle. We know Michelle's your favorite, okay? So, ah. Just <laughs> act like you love us, though.
2: So- ah, it's okay. It's, it's, <laughs> it's just fine. <laughs> it's
1: fine. <laughs> I'm jealous of the interviews y'all get to do. I'm like, I'm missing out on special guest.
2: I know.
0: I know. That's awesome. pretty
2: cool. Pretty cool. Oh, so
0: it was fun. We are we're excited for our listeners to hear. We, we recorded some episodes, so we don't want to give it away, you know. But uh, but yeah, uh, it was a good time, and I can't wait for us to all do an interview together. <laughs> yeah, <for sure. laughs> because I know it'll be all the way live. So uh, well, today is Juneteenth, y'all. So happy Juneteenth! Happy Juneteenth! Happy yes. Juneteenth to you! What y'all <laughs> what are y'all doing today? What is a very black thing you're doing today? In honor of dream What is a very black it? thing
2: just I'm doing
0: today?
2: <laughs> one I one I, I am I am being black.
0: <laughs> That's, How about That's a political act. Yeah, That's yeah. enough. Yes, right? yeah. I, I
2: I am sad about oppression. That's what <laughs> so you know, being you know, black you know, in me. that way too. And mm. also earlier today I watched a little bit of um I think there was like a Facebook Live of um, the the African-American Smithsonian Museum for History and Culture had a um, kind of like a, a, a guided tour. That you oh, could go through goodness. starting from the very big be- kind of beginnings of uh, the museum, the very bottom floor. If you've ever been, you know, you guys been oh, there. It's yeah. fabulous. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, and then they walked all the way up until the time of kind of the first Juneteenth um, and just oh. told the na- these different narratives of, um, yeah, African as well as what would become African-American culture.
0: Yeah.
2: Um so, yeah, watch a little bit of that for today. How about you all? That was really black.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah, what about you, Em? What, what you do? <laughs> <Yeah, I'm> just...
2: <laughs> that well, was
0: really I black.
1: Am... Yeah, look. That
0: was really black.
1: Seriously.
0: <laughs> 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 I'm like, I've got to find that
1: recording. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Uh, we are carving out our own safe space for black people and won't be as beautiful, I'm sure, as the National Museum. But um, right, LDR right. weekend approaches. <laughs> In yes. the and I'm excited. Cool. All of us are speaking at LDR, so I don't know what the coordinators was thinking. But um, <laughs> I'm so glad. <laughs> I'm so glad for the opportunity that um, all three of us are speaking separately and together. Yes. is going to set it off. Everybody. It's going to be lit <laughs> and completely lit. So um, I've been working with the conference director, Nikki Ellis. Shout out to Slow Jams.
0: Um, we've been
1: working to get promotional materials together. And I cannot wait to start previewing seminar content we start that tomorrow
0: awesome getting all the tweets typed up you know i know all the work you got to do that's good works i'm looking forward to that y'all register for ldr get your lives go ahead and register and just come it's a good time it really is so um what's going on with you you know i mean the very black thing that i'm doing is recording (laughs) this very black podcast okay (laughs) This is my contribution to the movement. It's part of it. It's not the only thing, but yeah, that's right. <laughs> this is, hey, we lay our lives bare. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> you know what? <laughs> it, it's appropriate, though, for us to be recording, uh, this episode when we are recording it in yeah. honor of Juneteenth. Yeah. And in light of the fact that this episode will actually air July 4th weekend, it will mm-hmm. actually air, I believe, on July 1st, which is a Saturday. So, um, I've, I think it's appropriate that the title of this uh, me- uh, message, well, <laughs> we probably will get to preaching, but uh, of this, this episode is Strange Fruit. Sure. And this obviously um, is in honor of Abel um, Mirapol, who actually wrote the poem Strange Fruit, and uh, Billie Holiday, who sang uh, the song. And just speaking about uh, Black Death, Mm-hmm. Um, and, and in light of this very difficult weekend we've had on Saturday was the second anniversary of the, uh, the, the deaths of the Charleston nine mm-hmm. Friday, uh, Philando Castile's murderer slash lyncher, uh, was, uh, exonerated, set free, mm-hmm. uh, j- just on Sunday, Charlena Lyles, um, was uh lynched by police in Seattle. Um and we have uh also uh Nabra Hassanin who was uh killed. She's a Muslim seventeen year old Muslim girl who was killed uh on Father's Day and so mm-hmm there's this has been a difficult week uh and there's no no getting around that and i thought it would be good for us to you know discuss uh where we're at and and what what comes to mind for you when you think about strange fruit in light of what's going on this week mm. 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 Well, I think it's I'm heavy, like, y'all. It's a heavy show, I'm like, listeners.
1: I'm gonna to tell y'all I right think now. And think and think. How can any? Uh, how can you form words half the time? Right. right. I mean. Right. So just to be super real, we were all texting each other after the Philando verdict. Right. Um, and it was like I'm about to disappear mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. scream all the words without saying any. I mean, it mm-hmm. was. It was a lot, and I thought about how how much bravery is required to be mm. black mm-hmm. um, mm. to be black is certainly to be bold in the D- in the United States but it should not mean that we have to be brave um, mm. there's something about a natural courage that is given to us as children of God but to be brave knowing that people terrorizing you ain't no big thing where you, we have to have us because ain't nobody got us, um, mm. and so that that really sinks in. That really comes to mind a lot, especially with Charlena and with Philando. Um, and I, I am interested to hear y'all's perspectives on two years after Charleston. Sure. What exactly? What exactly have we seen in terms of courage and bravery towards mm. allyship in the house of God? And that's the other piece that really has mm -hmm. me stricken. I'm thinking Mm -hmm. about how I should never be surprised that anybody outside of the household of faith don't have my back. But what Mm. what what corruption has infiltrated our worship spaces that should be safe? And yet I have to make myself I have to remind myself and encourage myself in the Lord to be fearless because I can never be sure that I am safe even inside of God's house I wonder, I just wonder if that's really God's house I'm going into Mm -hmm. if I'm not welcome there if we're not talking frankly about the Charleston massacre, if we're not speaking frankly about the manifestations of white supremacist evil, am I Mm -hmm. really in God's house if I'm not welcome or safe? So those are things that I don't have the answers to but I'm thinking about it all the time
0: that's heavy. That is heavy. Wow. What What about you, C?
2: Hmm. Mm mm mm. Yeah, Michelle could have just kept on talking. Um. <laughs> I'm <laughs> fresh <laughs> off a of vacation. <laughs> <laughs> She's been saving it up. No. That's right. um, yeah. So we'll, we'll 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 intersperse some trauma laughter throughout. Yes, yeah, right. right. <laughs> no, I think is. it'll be very. I think it'll be very necessary. I mean, I think. Um, yeah, when I think about the last few days, honestly, Kimmy and I, you know, we we talked about this, the different types of emotions that are coming up. I just think I'm sad. I don't have mm-hmm. enough, I don't have enough energy to to be angry, mm-hmm. I, although I think that's a really legitimate emotional response <laughs> to um, the wickedness of what we are seeing. Um, but it, But it takes a level of energy that I just, I don't have right now. And also, I think my expectations are really, really low. Like I just have very, (laughs) just, so I'm a bit of a, like clinically I'm a behaviorist. So when you show me who you are, like, I believe you. Right. Like when I, when I see, when I see your patterns, like, and I'm talking about like generations upon generations of patterns. Mm -hmm. um, I'm like, oh, okay. Thank you. I, I, yes, that's, (laughs) I see you. And I try to hold that in position with, um, love believing all things, love assuming the best, love having a hope that wants people uh, to to be right and to do right. I try to hold those things at the same time but but my expectations honestly y'all, just they're just not that high so when i when we get a verdict back um, when we think about Philando's case and we get a verdict back that says you know not guilty or there's a mistrial or whatever it might be I, I'm never I'm not surp- I'm not surprised. Mm-hmm. Like I'm never surprised that people are not held accountable for the dehumanizing of black life because they just really have never been. We still have 5,000 bodies unaccounted for right. from the late 1800s to 1900s yeah. of yeah. people who were lynched for crimes such as having dignity right. or mm-hmm. for not taking off their uniforms for having fought for this country. Mm-hmm. So my expectations are just low. I have full expectation. I, I hope by faith in what God can do in and through people. Which, mm-hmm. so what that means is, you know, that doesn't mean that like, okay, it's, it's always going to suck. No, the, God is the Redeemer mm-hmm. and God can work and pull and, and grow redemption even out of these hard things. But the sadness comes because I'm just, you know, I'm just not surprised
0: mm-hmm. at this point. How about you? Yeah, um, you know, I continue to shock myself as far as um uh the hope that resides within. I think uh, I really am as the scripture says, a prisoner of hope. Mm-hmm. And uh I when I heard about Philando uh um you know, uh, the not guilty verdict on Friday, I mean, I just I think what happened was we ha- we were recording an episode. And then right when I got off, I got a text from the homie saying, uh, Philando, you know, there's no justice for Philando. Mm-hmm. And I got it maybe while we were recording, you know, and so I'm in the zone, I'm recording, I can't, you know, I can't break down yet. Mm-hmm. And so then I get off and I'm like, gosh, okay, let me go read up on this and find out what happened, you know, and sti- st- tears just start streaming down my eyes and anger. Mm-hmm. anger and rage you know filled my heart and part of me was angry that I'm crying again <laughs> you know it's like you know that this system does not honor black lives you right. know that it never ever very rarely yields justice for your kinsmen according to the flesh so why are you upset mm-hmm. you know um, and then the other part of me was like somewhat um that I was crying because I was like, okay, that means I'm not, have not completely like <laughs> numbed, right? So I'm very conflicted, you know? Um, and then I'm texting y'all, I'm like, I'm so angry. I can't leave this house because I might kill somebody <laughs> because the anger, that's literally what I texted y'all. And, and like I said, this is a group text, uh, on, on recording. Time. So you guys can hear everything we said. <laughs> and I mean, I really was like, I cannot leave this house because mm-hmm. I don't know what will happen. Like, it, because I was so angry. Angry, and I was just crying, and I was just grieving, and I was so down and despondent, um, because it, it's just um, I don't I, I I'm I I'm weary yeah. of uh, time and again, uh, no matter what we do, if it's on videotape, if it's not, um, if the if they're obeying obeying the orders or not, oh, we dying, we getting lynched, like period. You know, and the officer said that Philando, oh, you have a wide nose. And so you look like a suspect. Really? Really? Like, you know, it's it's like he was literally killed for being in the image of God, y'all. Right. That's right. I just, I cannot get over that. I will, I will never get over that. And so for me, um, having that, that anger, and holding and taking it obviously to God, um, and to y'all to help me, give me some scriptures, y'all, cause I'm, I'm, I'm trying to hang on. <laughs> um, you know, it's just, it, it was really hard for, for me. And I think, um, mm. a lot of well, Christians do not do lament That's and they mean. most definitely cannot deal with black pain, That's which right. I'm going to ask y'all about Come on. in a minute. Um, because, I think it's people want to police your anger and they want to police your lament, you know. And and I give praise for Valerie Castile because she went there
1: mm-hmm.
0: like, you know, she she really went there and she did not allow people to police um, her own grief, her own anger, her own lament, which is actually right. Anger is actually the right response to this, to an injustice uh, anger is a heart cry, you know? And so she, she went on she said, you know, my, my son loved this state. He had one, one tattoo on his body and it was of the Twin Cities. Mm. She said, my son loved this city and the city killed my son. Jesus. Philando Castile was a true patriot in every mm. sense of the word. Mm. And they killed him in cold blood. With his girlfriend sitting next to him and his girlfriend's daughter there girl. to witness this. Seven shots to the body. Mm. What is it? You know, like when exactly will we ever get justice? And I know that it will come. You know, I know it will come because the judge of all the earth shall do right. I know that when Jesus Christ comes back, he's coming back as judge. I know that. Yeah. You know, deep yeah. within my soul, which is why we continue to fight. Which is why we continue to put our hope in God, not in the system, but in God. That here and there we will at least see some justice come to pass. Um, but that doesn't lessen the pain. That doesn't um, 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 cool the the lament or the anger. Um, and we we lament. And I, I know for me, as a Christian woman, I lament. And I angry because I know that God's justice, his character is not reflected in this broken and bunk system that we have right here. And it grieves me and it should grieve us all. And there's no reason why people should try to uh, police that. People have tried to police my, my lament and my anger. I'm not here for that, period. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's a truncated understanding of responsibility politics, which I'm happy to unpack if we want to do an episode on it. But, but I mean, I just, I just so for me, it's been hard. It has been hard. We had Friday was Philando, then Saturday um, was Charleston, you know, and then you got the, uh, uh, the SBC reluctant to, to condemn white supremacy. Are you kidding me? Really? White supremacy kills, yo. It sends hollow points through the heart and through the torso and through the body. Mm. It puts people six feet under. That's what white supremacy does. It's not time to patty cake about that. It's not a game. Folks die. Folks are dying today. So what are we going to do about that? So that's where I'm at. I'm at. And I'm just, just, I am angry. And you're right. It does take a lot of energy. As you remember, I told you I was very drained. It It knocks me. out. It knocked me out. Because I I told you, I was like, man, I'm really drained. Like, I feel like I can't get up and do anything. And so now it actually makes sense that you said that. So thank you for at least not making me feel like I'm off. Because I'm like, oh, that's why I was very tired. (laughs) So Anyways. No, you
2: you're right. I think Eita yeah. said, mm-hmm. you know, folk, when you talk about how folks die and that just mm-hmm. that that imagery, that raw imagery that you just described of these these bullets to the body and people really die. You know what else? People really eternally die. That's mm-hmm. right. They mm-hmm. they eternally die sure when they, they have decided that um, the sin of racism mm-hmm. is actually not a sin mm-hmm. but rather the cornerstone. Of their theology. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is an eternal death related to that. Mm-hmm. And that's that's why I think there's a part of me that has such a sadness. Because right. um I fear for American evangelicalism. Mm-hmm. I fear Absolutely. for them. It would be easy to be angry. It would be easy just to be to be angry at, at America. And I am, not as much today. It'll ebb and flow. But I fear right. for them. Because mm-hmm. I'm convinced that this is um this is an idol. And whatever your church tradition, whatever that idol is that it will not put down. That will be the very thing that will destroy it.
1: Yeah. That's mm. right.
2: That is what all of our sins do to any whatever the sin is. The ones that you think are respectable, the ones that you think are, are, are heinous, whatever it is, the one that you do not repent of is the one that's going to come it's the one that's going to destroy you. Oh,
0: absolutely.
2: Yeah. Um and that is what we are experiencing right now. Um it, the uh, the American evangelical church has no moral credibility mm-hmm. it is it has a weak social ethic um, it, and there are consequences for that there are evangelistic consequences for it there are eternal consequences for it um, yeah I mean it, all I can think about is is slave narratives work of, of black Christians, people who are being human trafficked throughout the United States and them mm-hmm. and them speaking to the fact that there is a Bible inside the Bible that there's a Amen. faith within the faith that they can see because there's something really wrong yes mm-hmm. really really wrong with American evangel evangelicalism that the first response when you talk about this type of injustice that yes. you get from people who claim that they love God so much mm-hmm that the first response that you get from them is a lack of compassion and, and re-traumatizing language and dehumanizing of people and the fact that they will chuck their own doctrines in order to not have any sympathy. Yes. Yeah. How are you going to, wait a, minute, wait a I, I thought you believed in total depravity. Oh, but, but, but racism doesn't count. Oh, right. okay. We're not, we're not impacted right. by that. Right. Oh, I see. I see. I mean, just, it is so deeply disturbing and wicked. Mm-hmm. Um, and wicked, and I mean, I, I, this this is why people. I, I was asked maybe a, a week ago in an interview, of uh, uh, the first interview question. The camera is rolling. It's like, Christina, um, why do you think the church tr- the church still struggles to to be more integrated? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, literally, oh I started laughing. They may edit my laughter out, but I mean, I was like. Are you for real? Uh, is this a real question in American like in, in, in America? <laughs> yeah. Right. In America. In America? Yeah. I'm like when I go like I want to go to the sanctuary. Come on. I want to go I want to go to God's house because God's house is distinctly different. It is wholly other. Um it is, it is not like this world and of this world. That's where I want to go. Right. The reason why the church struggles to integrate is because when we go to those spaces that, 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 that coddle bigotry, mm-hmm. I am no longer in the sanctuary. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm no longer in the sanctuary. Now, that doesn't mean I, I don't have a belief system that the church is going to be in its, its spotless, glorified state before no, Christ no, himself not. returns. Obviously, right. it's not. Right. But, I would like to go to the sanctuary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would like to go, and I would like to know that my neighbor, my Christian neighbor in the pew somewhere near me, yes, cares about my life. Yes. Cares yes. about the life of my daughters, the life of my husband, who's up there preaching.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Lord Jesus, it's just, it's 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 so sick to me. It yeah. is so so sick to me.
0: Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. But. But I, I ha- it has to be embedded. It is a sp- it is a spiritual blindness, and it has to be deeply embedded within the theology, in the doctrine, within itself. Because I'm telling you, people cannot see it, and it's just like, it, you know, it's 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 one of the one of the saddest and most helpless feelings to have to be able to see something spiritually that other people cannot see. Because so you want to you want to warn them, you mm-hmm. want to warn them. You're like, can mm-hmm. you not see that it it is seeking to destroy you? Mm. It is at your door. It's like the Cain of and Abel course. narrative. It is yes. at your door seeking yes. to destroy you. Do you not see it?
0: Mhm. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yep. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. I mean, the the reality is that your orthodoxy is proven and tested by your orthopraxy. Mm-hmm. Period. There is no there is no and that's the the thing about the gospel. Like there are indicatives and there are imperatives. There are things that that Our lives are actually supposed to reflect, meant to reflect that, Mm -hmm. reflect the holiness of God, you know, which is, um, which is a hard word, right? For folks on the left who want to wild out and do whatever, say however they want, live however they want. And then folks on the right who want their white supremacy in Jesus ain't gonna work. Come on. Okay. Choose today who you will serve. Wow. You can't serve two masters. Okay and you must serve Jesus Christ, right? And so uh so yeah, it, it, it's just the Bible within the Bible. Um and living that out ethically, right? And also spiritually, vertically and horizontally, so important. And and not only that it's just a spiritual blindness, but there's it has spiritual social sociological implications here mm-hmm. for people. Um, and, and like you said, internal implications as well. And, 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 Em, can you speak to us just about, uh, Charlena Lyles and, and, and this young sister who, who was lynched by the S- Seattle, uh, PD, uh, believes, I believe it was on Sunday. I could be wrong about the I don't day. Think it was, um, at least that's when, um, mm. so
1: Sunday morning, I think is when she was murdered. And by Sunday okay, night, yeah. her family had identified her, but Charlena was, um, fearful that she was being, her, her living space was being broken into, and she uh-huh. called the police, and as they were on the phone with her, sending people over, she said, am I safe from you? Basically. Well, um, am I gonna get in trouble? You know, cause she didn't have a trusting or healthy relationship with the police. We're so surprised, um, mm-hmm. as a black woman with mental health needs. Mm-hmm. Um, we, mm-hmm. I wish I was surprised that she didn't have mm-hmm. a good relationship with the people charged to protect her and her children. Uh, a fifth baby in the womb as she is on the phone telling the police, I'm afraid of you, but I need your help. Mm. And that right, if that don't kill you first, um, I'm afraid of you, but I need your help, is what she was communicating to them. And they told her, don't worry, ma'am, we We will not hurt you. And that's what you can hear in the background, different people reassuring her as she's on the phone. They released different pieces of footage. And uh, you can hear them saying, we're not going to shoot you. We're not going to shoot you. Open the door. Mm. And this woman with... Four of her children and pregnant with her fifth is shot down by officers because they immediately claim she was wielding a knife. And this is this to me is yet another narrative that makes us, like you were saying, E, I am so glad you were able to weep. I I need Mm -hmm. us to be able to weep, to cry. And there are so many days when I hear Things like this. And I think about the other sisters who just in the past two and a half, three years have lost their lives in the same way. (sighs) And I wonder what it is about our stranglehold on having to have power, having to know all the facts, having to be assured that we are dealing with docile Negroes or else their blackness is punishable by death. Because bold blackness is a death sentence or blackness with mental health needs is a death sentence. Mm. And then we begin to look at people like Philando and we wonder how blackness plus what being a good employee is that a death sentence? Blackness plus complying with the officer's request. It doesn't matter at this point. And so I'm, I'm reading this story and I'm looking. Right. And how the officers call her armed and dangerous in their reports. And her family is describing her physical appearance as slight as uh, somebody tiny, called her right? tiny. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. They called mm-hmm. her tiny. And family members are like, man, she was so small. Why wouldn't they tase first? And, mm-hmm. and the worst. Mm-hmm. And I'm going, it doesn't matter. Because the viewpoint of white supremacist evil, the viewpoint of terrorism, anti-black terrorism, that viewpoint actually glazes over the eyes of wisdom and welcoming. And it makes any black skinned thing disgusting and dangerous. We are hideous to the people around us and we are made ugly and impure. And so here we are in a space in which I, I do not know, I do not know if servants of the Lord who make excuses for racism are actually serving the Lord. And that's mm. where, that's the answer why, Christina. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's why. Why do you think we're having a, let me tell you why. Cause we ain't in a church. <laughs> why we got problems integrating the church? This ain't a church. Mm. It's an artifice that misinterprets power, it adulterates the image of the Trinity dancing with each other and turns power into sheer domination. We ain't in no church, many of us. And I believe that these stories, the way in which police treated charlena we have to begin to wonder if the actions that are so similar from our church leaders, they hurt us first and then make excuses for the ways they hurt us. I have to wonder if the f- if the similarity between those actions and those of the murderous police, shouldn't that tell me something? Isn't that diagnosing something? If nothing more than our distance from the love of the author of all love. And that's what troubles me.
0: Hmm. Thank you for breaking that down for us. Um, cause I think it's important in these conversations, you know, people, they know Philando's name. They know Eric Gardner's name. They know Tamir and they, and they will know those names, you know, uh, for a hundred years to come if the lord tarries which we hope he doesn't tarry but you know um I mean, you know I'm um, back today my jesus, jesus right now no, God. please God. Okay. No. i'm looking I'm looking He ain't here yet dang all right it's so I'm back rapture but, practice myself just jump like in come on lord. Just come back. Um, but, but we, the women, black women are often lost in these conversations, which is why say her name exists and why hashtag say her name exists. Why hashtag you okay um, exists because their narratives and their deaths. So for some reason, some mysterious reason, which I'm being a little sarcastic here, uh, it does it's not enough to mobilize, right? Um, people into action. And so, uh, and so I think that was why it was important for us to talk about Charlena Lyles and, 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 and if you could, uh, for us to see, if you could talk to us, what, what is the psychological trauma or impact really on, um, Charlena's precious children who, witnessed okay her murder what is the impact of diamond reynolds daughter who Mm. witnessed the the murder of philando and what is the impact on us as a people you know who grieve uh these deaths time and time again like what what is yeah what what does that look like for us
2: Mm. Mm. Well, you know, it would be hard for me to speak to the the children specifically. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. we could probably though and I mean I don't think you have to have studied um <laughs> to build you have to be a clinician it's to know Lord. that right. um right there are significant consequences. Um so you know, both psychologically, but I'll start even theologically. So, you know, this is not the way it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Um uh human beings uh were not meant to die. Yeah. So when people have a a weird fixation with kind of, you know, the apocalypse and dying and, you know, all that, that's an expression of sin working itself out. Um, and we, um, we're not meant, we're not meant to see death Mm -hmm. at our very, at our, at our, at our very creation. Our very creation. So something is always wrong. When people, when people are kind of desensitized to death, like it's no big deal, whether it's from the womb or the tomb. Yeah, There's yeah. something, something's wrong. Something's wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, we should always be grieved by the loss of a life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we should all, all, I mean, there is nothing more precious on the planet than people, Period. Mm -hmm. people that drive me crazy and people who I adore there's nothing more precious on the planet than them and um, so I would just say that it it, it should always be offensive to us it should always theologically stir something into us something should be wrong with that we should never grow numb unless we are truly dead people Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. only the dead don't grieve Mm -hmm. and so um, you know but those who claim to be alive (laughs) should be should be impacted by death, the death of anybody, okay. foe or friend. Mm-hmm. Um, we, psychologically speaking, I think, you know, there are real consequences to um, ha- chronic uh, visual imagery and not even just whether you see it, but just this kind of this, um, this chronic narrative of the threat of victimization and for there to be no resolution Right? Mm. For there to be no vindication. For there to be no earthly justice. Um, and also the threat. There's also another threat that happens, which is the threat of the responses that you, that you will now hear when one of these incidences take place. Right? So Mm -hmm. at this point, we probably could just, we could probably all rattle off the things that we'll hear people say. Exactly. In response. Things like, well, they should have complied or shouldn't have had a knife. Yeah. Mm. Or, or what about black on black? Well, oh, she was re- arrested or, two weeks ago. Yeah. Right. And no, here's, here's another one. But, 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 but what about abortion? Um, and <laughs> I mean, on, there, me. there's, a lo- there's a long, there's a long list of things. And, and I'm saying the statements that I've heard from people who claim to be so That's thoroughly catechized and they know Jesus. And, sound. And, yeah. and yeah, the people who say they're orthodox. Those uh-huh. people, people who yeah, doctrine orthodoxy. rich people, mm-hmm. right? Those people. Those are the statements I hear from them, from him, from them. My secular humanist people. Th- that's not what I hear from them. Watch that's out. That's not what I hear from them. Mm-hmm. I, I I think they have enough. They, they got some. They uh, apparently they can just say like that's jacked up. I'm I'm confused as to so why secular humanists are able to say that's jacked up, and why people yeah. who claim to be changed by Jesus Christ. Himself. Someone who was killed by the state don't have empathy. Hmm. I'm, I'm confused by that. So the, the, the trauma is not only the seeing of the incident, the the awareness that it could happen to you or someone that you love or knowing someone that you love that it's happened to, that reopening of the wound, but also this anticipatory tra- traumatic experience of the reactions of those um, th- at this point, we can read off like a script. Like, we know what people are going to say. We know mm-hmm. how people are going to respond to these mm-hmm. things. And so, um, I think that causes people to disengage, to harden up, to, to be on edge. Um, it's like the Jenga example that I've given before. All those little pieces slowly get taken out. And mm-hmm. eventually, the last one gets pulled and things fall apart. That's and, fun. Uh, and that, and that's why some people do choose to selectively distance or harden up or disassociate with blackness or black identity. You know, we talked about, like, this idea of the sunken place, right? Mm-hmm. Well, there are some of us who go to the sunken place. There are people who are there where we could look at and say, like, you know, man, it's just internalized racism. Sure. Right. Right. But there's also, for some people, a retreat into the mm-hmm. sunken place in which they want to disassociate with blackness because they're trying to disassociate with the victimization of blackness. Of course, now, that it look, it's still coming for them. That's it's still right. a reality. <laughs> it's still right. a reality. But, but you can see why people will do that. And those will be the same folks that, in their black skin, will blame black people for their experiences. That's
0: right. Mm. That's
2: right? right? Because, mm-hmm. because they, know what, they know the consequences of what it means to actually blame the idol of white supremacy. Mm-hmm. Mm. They're not going there. That's mm-hmm. right. They're not going there. It They're hurts not going, and Frank, and <laughs> Yeah. And, and, and white people are not going there either. There are plenty uh-huh. of white people who uh-huh. know better, but they are scared of white people. White people mm. are scared of white people. Yeah. It's pretty, it's, it's really obvious. Yes. <laughs> it's really mm-hmm. obvious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so, I mean, and, and this is why, this, this is why we are where we are. If. There are millions of people in this country who claim to know and love Jesus and the things that Jesus loves. And yet, and yet, we can't get them to rise up for a on. moment. Come on. For a moment and say enough is enough. And to say, what do we need to do to, to better um, understand these systems? What mm. do we need to do to better love our neighbor? We can't get them to rise up in a collective. Mm. Yeah. They will not do it. They will not do it. Mm. The threat of losing even an ounce of privilege, even an ounce yes. of, of of stolen authority, because right. all power, all authority belongs to God Come to up. be used and stewarded towards things that are righteous and holy. If it's not moved in that way, then it is something that you have corrupted, and you shouldn't have it. That's yeah. right. And you yeah. then owe God a debt, and then I have to pray for you. Mm.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. That's good. But there's,
2: there's, there's just our, our fears are misaligned. I'm. This is why I, it's hard for me to even get my emotions together as we do this because
0: mm.
2: we are not afraid of the right things. Uh-oh.
0: Never we're just not afraid, afraid of the God. right things. Write
2: that down.
0: We're not afraid. There's I mean, never a bad time to do the right thing. That's never right. will that's there ever right. be a bad time to do the yeah. right thing.
2: Well, and, and we're just simply not afraid of God. The
0: that's American right.
2: evangelicalism does not fear God. not we'll
0: fear God. Make yeah. it
2: plain. They don't fear God. Like, I, the reason why I cannot dishonor my Muslim brother, not only because that person is made of the image of God, right. but also I'm afraid of God. Right, right. <laughs> right, right. Like, sometimes that's all you got. Sometimes all you have in, in, in treating somebody humanely is not even about them, it is 110%. You know, uh. God knows better than me. Obedience. And God is requiring yes. this of me. Yes. This is yes. a command. And, and let's, talk this, about,
1: yeah. let's talk about how the That's fragility good. of some of our white brothers and sisters, they apply it to God. How God must be so fragile that if you say the wrong thing or hug the wrong person or give a bottle of water to a queer person, uh, God is so fragile. Mm. That, um, mm. You'll break communion mm. with him. Mm-hmm. Rather than mm-hmm. reading his word that says your neighbor, your, na- your the neighbor. person next to you, serve them.
0: Amen.
1: I mean, I just feel like we need to do a regular public service announcement in which we remind people that a <laughs> man of color died on the cross for you.
2: Oh no, 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 a brown
1: skinned man died on the cross. <laughs> Georgina and rose from the dead for you for and you. while we while while we at it um a, a, a people right of color some brown skinned people own the land you sit on. just PSA. psa you don't own the land you sit on. the united states of america my beloved friends our native brothers and sisters are com are made completely invisible by the fragility of people who have made white supremacy their god their lover their mistress and have chosen mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. reflect that fragility on the god
0: of the bible mm-hmm. and so that's They're what just, that that's They're got me
1: all the way jacked up yeah thinking about the 4th yeah. of july too what what is what to, what the, to Negro the Negro is, is the 4th of, the 4th of July. July? Right. <laughs> Even it's an, come it's on a farce. It's a farce. It's a farce. <laughs> That's what it Frederick is. Frederick
0: taught us. Come on. I mean, no, it's true. Fragility really is a barrier to liberation. Absolutely. Like, so either you're going to get down, lay down, or what you're going to but you're going to get out the way. I either, like, somehow. not with <laughs> me, you're going to get out the way, <laughs> right. okay, because- Chisholm taught us. She she, yes. she she said that, you know. And so that was a little <laughs> remix version, though. But, <laughs> I always be stuff. But I, I think what what what's killing me here, a, a part of it, and I know we're gonna wrap because we've been going, but is I'm thinking about Charlena Lyles, right? Mm. And the fact that this woman, yes, this beautiful black woman, mentally ill woman. Was with child, okay? She chose to have her baby, bring her baby to full (laughs) term. Don't care about that. Speak on because she thought her home was get being broken into. So I'm assuming she wants to live in a safe environment, maybe protect children. People do. People do want Uh to live in a safe environment. Yeah. Right, right, (laughs) because black people do want to live in safe places, yeah, and um, and protect her family, right? Um, Mm -hmm. and so she calls the authorities, who she knows can actually snatch her life, which is why she said, yeah, y'all, y'all had them promise that they wouldn't kill her. That's right. And of course, when they opened the door, they killed her. Um, and what that means that this this child in the womb is now no longer with us either.
1: Somebody aborted that baby.
0: The state aborted that baby. That's right. And how is it? How can you not cry out behind that? That poor little baby, Mm. you know, that just life snuffed out. Two lives taken, period. And I will always hold that a child in the room is a child. I'll always say that wherever I fall on the abortion issue, I will always say that. And I believe that in my heart of hearts. So how can you sit up there Come in on. your very wicked and frozen state and, and fold your arms and turn up your nose and say, well, if she didn't do this or if she didn't do that, our humanity is not contingent upon our behavior, That's right. okay? We have a right to life, period, because we have been made in the image of God. Yeah. So I really don't care what Charlena did. Come like on. It did not warrant death. That's it right. did not. There are plenty of white people who escape, or not even—I shouldn't even say escape—who are treated yeah. Yeah. Uh, very well by the police. Okay, how about white supremacist Dylan Roof, who was given Burger King after lit- killing all those nine Christian proud black men it. and women? That's right. So, what is that? What is that? That we we just do not value black life in this in this country, and it it is just so. Um, it, it angers me to no end, you know, Absolutely. because we are in the image of God. We retain our ethnicities in the new heavens and new earth. And when God said, when he made us, he said, it's good, you know? And so that's why we really have to derive our worth from the scriptures, from Jesus Christ himself, oh, because yes. the state ain't going to give it to us. The media is not going to give it to us. Our churches ain't going to give it to us, apparently which we've always known that, but I'm just doing that. You know, um, you know I, mean, I mean, it's like, what are we, what is it? What is it? So, Em, I just want to kick it to you. I want you to yeah. just, yeah. you know, just, you know. Can you sing a song? Yeah, just, <laughs> just, do you
1: have <laughs> a altar call right now? <laughs> in the name. Look. So, so Akimini said it. She said, she asked the question, what is it? right, right and and Jesus told us that there are forces that will only be driven out by prayer and fasting, yes, um, there are things that we we need to participate as God renews, yeah, but there are so many things that we won't have the answer to in the midst of it. Hmm. and sometimes our our lament, is all that we can leave hanging and and i truly i truly believe that the more we lament the more that we trust that god is working it's that old song from the caribbean god is working mm-hmm, mm-hmm. god is working even now he's even working now. more than us For sure, he's crying for even charlena I'm... more than we are amen amen that amen. baby is in his arms yes, yes. That baby is in the bosom of its creator right now. Thank you, Jesus. And we rejoice in hope that that child will never, will never see or know this pain. But God is calling us to work with him to name the evil Mm -hmm. that corrupts our sacred space. And I truly believe that the body as a creation of God is a temple of God. Whether or not the person dwelling in that body knows their creator, they themselves are a worship space. And that is why when human bodies are plucked from us like strange fruit, that's why we weep. Mm. That's why we lament. That's why we remember. The same way that our brothers and sisters choose to lament and remember fallen soldiers. We lament and remember people who did not select to go to war, hmm. yet war is waged upon them. And so the poem after which we have named this episode is very important as a lament that reads like a psalm. And my mother made me set it to memory when I was too young. I mean, I had nightmares about it. (laughs) But it's Mm. important for our children to set lament as something that does not scare them. It does not freak them out. It does not drive them away. Mm. The truth about our country, the truth about the United States that was placed on top of native lands. We just made this junk up, y'all. And we made black people build it. Yeah. Yeah. And the truth about us is that we are treated as fruit that can be plucked. At any time, time. rather than the beautiful fruit of God's creative mind. Southern trees bear strange fruit, the poet wrote. Blood on the leaves and blood at the root. Black bodies swinging in the southern breeze. Strange fruit hanging from the poplar trees. Pastoral scene of the gallant south, the bulging eyes and the twisted mouth, scent of magnolias sweet and fresh, then the sudden smell of burning flesh. Here is fruit for the crows to pluck, for the rain to gather, for the wind to suck, for the sun to rot, for the trees to drop. Here is a strange and bitter crop. Why is strange fruit so strange? Christina said it, because it's not the way it's supposed to be. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm. That's good, thank you so much. Christina, anything you want to lift up at the moment? But the fruit of the spirit is
2: love joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law.
0: Rakia Boyd, Natasha McKenna, Latasha Harlins, Deborah Danner, Charlena Lyles. Say her name. Say their names. Black lives matter. Black lives matter to God. And they matter to God. Thank you so much, ladies, for. Uh, Just talking about entering into this very difficult conversation about Strange Fruit. Uh, We want to thank our listeners for taking a seat at the table with us this week. Let's keep the conversation going. Please do tweet us uh, your thoughts about strange fruit. This episode using the hashtag truth's table. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at truth's table, or email us your thoughts at ask table at gmail.com. Don't forget to rate and review the show on iTunes and subscribe on the satchel podcast player. Truth's table has been made possible in part by Pottery studios, visit Pottery.com for the highest in quality on, Online audio entertainment. Our producer for the show is Joshua Heath. Our executive producer is Bo York, and we have been your hosts. Ekemini, Michelle, and Christina. We'll see you soon on the next truths table.
2: Bye, y'all.